You're listening to the Funny Women Survival Guide, the uplifting tongue-in-cheek podcast where we chat to British comedy's funniest females in an attempt to cheer up and entertain the nation in these uncertain times. And here's your host, Alexis Strum. Hello. How can we be on episode three already? Seriously, time flies when you're in self-isolation, right? Today's guests are comedians Rachel Krieger and Sajila Kershey. And at one point, I get them muddled up, which is terrible because I'm literally the best presenter since Sam Fox at the Brit Awards 1989. Google it. Anyways, we do have a good old laugh about it. And um, we also have my daughter make a very unplanned special appearance when she needs the toilet. Um, Did I mention that this is a totally professional production, guys? Yeah. yeah. And of course, joining us is Lynn Parker, founder and CEO of Funny Women. Hello there and welcome to this episode of the Funny Women Survival Guide. And I'm delighted to have Rachel Krieger and Sajila Kershey as our guests today and the wonderful Lynn Parker from Funny Women. Hi, Lynn. Hello, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good, surprisingly. And Rachel, how, hello, welcome. Thank you very much. Lovely to be here sitting on my bed talking into a computer. It's hard work, isn't it? It's hard, hard, big journey. And Sajila. Oh, hello. I'm so glad to be on this. I'm on, I'm literally like on my own. So, um, a solitary moment. So, this is like lifeline. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you shouldn't feel on your own because you are surrounded by some funny, well, ish funny. I'm, I wouldn't put myself in that bracket, <laughs> but funny women. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna get you guys through this. We've got some excellent survival tips that we haven't even thought about yet. But by the end of the show, we're gonna have some definitely. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to kind of fit like gauge the mood. How are we all feeling today? Um, I've turned a corner today, I think, and yesterday. Last week, I found really, really tough. Um, it's just the realization of how my life has changed, which I'm sure loads of people feel the same way. But, uh, you know, my routine of um, going out and working and writing with colleagues in the day and then going out and performing at night, sort of more or less five, six days a week, for that to all disappear was a big shock to the system. Whereas this week I sort of was determined to put a structure in and sort of try and just acclimatise to it because it's not going away. So we have to find a way of getting used to the new reality. And I feel a bit more, a bit more positive about things. Oh, that's good. I love it. Yeah, I'll see how I feel tomorrow, but it sounds good now. <laughs> We're going to break you. We're going to break you. <laughs> no, it's been a roller coaster ride, you know, um, Alexis. It really has been. Um, because I don't know if we took, if I really took that seriously. So, um, Rachel and I, I think that's the last gig I did was with yep. Rachel. We, we were my up last one as well. Yeah, so we were up in Manchester and uh, did my show, Immigrant Diaries, which has been touring. And then we, we were joking on the train eating sushi that Rachel very kindly provided uh, without any gloves or hand sanitizer. The good old days, remember those. Um, and then, then uh, when it did go to lockdown kind of state, and obviously, uh, so uh, it, it, I'm one of the health vulnerables, um, which I find really odd. Um, but anyway, um, so, uh, you know, I've got to sort of stay indoors. And um, when it first started, 
started I was like yeah yeah I could do this this is great you know I can I can go from home and then about day two I think I had a massive meltdown I was like literally crying snot bubbles you know it was just but thank god for Facebook and social media um and then quite quickly bounced back um been ill and of course the problem is whatever you have everybody oh oh is is that what it is no, mm-hmm. there were there were a hundred regular bugs going around um, that you know that we're all picking up and uh, uh, having to deal with. But everybody thinks now they've had the coronavirus or are going to get it. Or um, but yeah, so it's been. I would say it's been a roller coaster ride. But on the whole, probably quite positive. And I think I've put things in place to try and sort of um, survive it. Really, like everybody else. And Lynn, how are you? How are you holding up uh, today? Well. Like everybody else, um, sort of up one, down the next. You know, yesterday I felt awful and felt really out of control and <laughs> what has happened to my life. And and I have been isolated as well because I was coughing all last week and I didn't know if I, I still don't know if I've had it because we can't mm-hmm. test ourselves. But I assumed I had because I didn't want to give it to anyone else. Um, and I'm not completely isolated because I do have a husband um, somewhere up 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 aloft <laughs> he's shut away in his studio um and uh i i sort of today thought i'm just going to get on with this you know we've got to we've got things going on with the with funny women i've got a i've got to lead the team lead the community i find that a bit of a pressure but i'm doing my best so i think there's quite a nice community spirit and mm. That I d- that really helps me out anyway. It makes it feel like it's all worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, my day today was actually probably one of the best it's been for the last two weeks because, yeah, I really just lost my shit over the last few days for sure. Um, and just finding the whole – I feel guilty the whole time that I'm not with my daughter because I'm working from home. Uh, so I've got the guilt. I don't really want to be – doing that much work I'd rather be spending it with her but you know I'm conscious that a lot of my friends have lost their jobs and I'm I'm grateful to be working but today we went out for a walk and wow Mm -hmm. like you know I I get it I get it why they keep saying oh the the exercise is important for your mental health because it was a great experience just being out very eerie because it was so quiet but what a joy and what a delight. And I, I just really sort of connected with nature. I've got to tell you this. I hugged a tree. Um, actually hugged a tree and, and I felt a little bit emotional. It was lovely. Aww. You it and does Prince work. Charles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a tree hugger, isn't he? Prince well, Charles. Actually, I'm a bit in love with Prince William right now. Like, don't, oh, don't tell anyone. Seriously. He's what such a ledge. Well, he's going to get, he's going to go and volunteer again. Oh, oh yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Is he yeah. going to be? He's going to drive ambulances. He's going to fly, fly ambulances. Fly ambulances. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Love it. He is a bit of a. He is a bit of a hero, isn't he? He is yeah. a bit of a hero. Oh, oh, that begs the question: Who would you love? Like, obviously, like Lynn's married, and I don't. Rachel, you're married. I am married. Yeah. If you could choose to be self-isolating with anyone, who would it be? I'm quite happy self-isolated with my family. You know, I've worked quite hard on them. I've sort of got them more or less how I like them now. So I'm here with my two sons. I've got a 14 and a half year old and a 25 year old son and my husband. And they're quite good fun. Like we've um, we've done a thing now where every night we take it in turns and one of us has to pick a film that the others have to watch. 
I mean, not on their own, like with that person. Um, uh, So, yeah, last night was Ocean's Eleven, and it's Uh my 14-year-olds tonight, so heaven knows. Yeah, so um, I'm actually – okay, this is going to make me sound really ruthless, but so uh, we have, like, family time. Um, So my sister, her girls, you know, her husband, my mum, my son, my son's staying with my mum and my brother, and they've been bickering, right? So the two houses (laughs) have been bickering, and I'm like, do you know what? I actually, I'm quite happy being on my own. As much as I love and adore my son and my family, I, I just think, you know, I, I'm, I'm all right on my own. I don't know if I want, because I think cabin fever would set in no matter who who I was, um, you know, kind of in a lockdown. I'm happily, uh, you know, by choice, single. Um, and the idea of, you know, it would just actually, if I had a partner, it didn't matter how good or lovely they were. I think I would probably just probably learn to enjoy torturing them so oh. it's, probably just as well, <laughs> it's just as well that I'm I'm really kind of on my own it's probably the best for everybody out there really. yeah. we'll, we'll remember that when you come out again the other end Sajila <laughs> I've, we'll <laughs> I've seen some lovely um memes and stuff on Facebook about you know in the beginning it's all great and there's loads of sex when you're self-isolating and then by the end you're like can you breathe any louder? Can you, do you have to eat so loud? There is a mum group on Facebook, which is all, it's for women to offload about their partners during isolation. <gasps> That's the whole, the whole thing. Of it. I can't remember actually okay. what it's called. My friend added me on it. And, you know, every, every household, however well you get on, it's going to be difficult in close together for this amount of time. Nobody spends this amount of time together. But some of the things are very, very funny on that group. I wish I could remember what it was called. Like people are at the end of their tether. It's so we're only about 10 days in. <laughs> but what a great idea. <laughs> I love it. That's really healthy. Yeah, of course really it healthy. is. Yeah. We should have some resources at the end. You know, we are resourceful as women, of course, obviously. We're nailing it every day. And um, something that I'd love to hear from you ladies is, have you got any, like, survival tips? You know, kind of Bear Grylls-esque. How are you going to get through this? What are you going to be doing? Turning toilet paper into bacon sandwiches? Or, what? you know, how, what's the survival tips you got? I mean, if I started turning things into bacon sandwiches, I would lose my <laughs> massive USP as the only orthodox Jewish woman on the comedy circuit. I mean, that, maybe that's how we're going to end up at the end of this. That'd be a bit of a nightmare. But what's weird is that for years I've been doing material about the zombie apocalypse and about doomsday prepping and weather, and all of a sudden I'm a topical comedian, like from nowhere. It's like, oh, she's so quirky with her stuff about what if it all goes to hell, and now suddenly, suddenly that's news. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Yes, this this is good. You you're like a one of these innovators. Well, like we've all got innovation. like my family have all got plans. Like we all know we, we know what to do. I'm telling you, if somebody got coughs, gets pink eye, and becomes a zombie, my whole family has got it down. <laughs> we've got our secret plan. I'm just not going to share it publicly because you know survival of the fittest, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, Rachel? Any any good this tips? Real, Rachel. Gina. <laughs> that, that was Rachel. <laughs> It, do you know what it is? I was because Rachel didn't say it was Rachel. <laughs> yeah. 
good. Seriously, when I get the award for presenter of the year, which, which <laughs> won't happen, they're going to go, who was the best person you ever interviewed? I don't fucking know. They all sound the same. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, that's good. We've got, we've got, a, a, what do we, what would we be, Rachel? We'd be uh, Rachela or... Rachela. Rachel, Rachel, Survivor techniques. Okay, so um, I... Um, if the toilet roll ran out, oh my god, who knew that toilet roll would be the the one thing that British people cannot live without? You know, we can we can probably starve <laughs> ourselves to death. Go without pasta. Go without our sauces. Go without our avocados. But God forbid we have a dirty bum bums. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but we, so Asian people, we have like um like I I, I think I probably have to go native. So we we've always had like a thing called a lodda. It's like a a jug almost. Um, it looks like a teapot without the handle, and um, it's effectively a a a, a bidet, a portable bidet. Okay. So you, you wash your your nether regions, and there's a the hilarious uh, YouTube video by an Indian man who's got his clothes on, showing you how to use this. It's so funny. So yeah, I would go native. I mean, um, you'd have to drip dry, but you know that needs must. So that that would probably be the thing. I'm also one of those cooks that can literally. Whatever's in the cupboard, I can whip something up. As long as I've got my spices, I mean, I, I, you know, all the things that were disappearing in the stores. The only thing that I was like having palpitations, like, oh my god, they haven't got ginger, they haven't got garlic, they haven't got ginger garlic. Oh my god, I can't survive, I can't survive, I can't survive. Because as long as I've got my spices, I've got my ginger garlic, I can literally make anything from whatever's left in the cupboard. So that's okay. I can always feed myself. Um, so I've got the toilet covered. Uh, how do I entertain myself? Um, well, I know we've touched on this yesterday, Alexis, a little bit, but I'm actually being entertained mostly um, on, on social media, uh, on YouTube and stuff, not by comedians, interestingly enough, but by the ordinary public. Um, and I just think they've really come to their own. I know, and I think once this is all over, we're all out of jobs because they're being <laughs> really funny. Um, I, I was just loving all the YouTube clips and stuff that people are putting out there. There's there's that woman who was ranting in, oh, where was it now? Yes, was it Israel? Israeli. And, yeah, yeah. Israeli, yeah. So I'm talking about homeschooling, you know, and she's just moaning and, and saying, you know, oh my God, I, I have to teach some science and maths and 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 she's going to find out I'm really dumb. <laughs> 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 just beautiful everyday stuff has become more entertaining. Um, and FaceTime, which I wouldn't have done before, I'm doing a lot more of. Um, and uh, so I keep myself, so I make sure I have two of those a day with friends and family. Um, and one one night out or night in a week where I'm having drinks with friends, but with FaceTime um, or having a meal. Uh, and we've tried a writing workshop, but that hasn't gone very well because it just, you know, kind of just went into rubbish talk as comedians do um so yeah kind of i think i think i'm I think i'm going to be okay hopefully everyone else if they've got their own survival techniques will will also be okay lots of singing and dancing as well singing and dancing like yeah. no watching and because no one is watching and no one is <laughs> <singing>. <laughs> no one's going to be watching for a really long time i love i love because we were talking about this last night um Sajila and i had a really good chat about how uh yeah the unfunny are going to inherit the earth really aren't they you know all these normal people putting out their it's not even comedy clips it's just they're They're just ranting they're just actually really like unraveling and that has become the new entertainment and it's uh it's interesting because there's going to be a real shift away from reality tv i feel personally i I think reality stars and reality tv is done no one is going to come out of this and and want to 
want to watch reality TV, want to um, celebrate reality stars because it's just it feels very, very um, it's because we're devoid all of any worth right house. now. We're all in a Big Brother house now for yeah. however many months. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good analogy, that, actually. Yeah, or was it, like we, we're all creating our own version of Gogglebox, you know. Yeah. Every time I, I get together with a group of friends, we always talk about what films we want to watch, recommending different things. Yeah. And that's been quite good, actually, just getting together with you, either with, obviously, with the team I work with. You mentioned Gogglebox, and I did have a very weird experience on Sunday, actually, because um, I was watching a funeral on Zoom. <laughs> Right, you know, you know what Zoom is. Uh, uh, Wait, I, is this I, if someone you know? Hang on, hang on. No, I'm not weird. I mean, I am. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, Sorry, I should know. Uh, somebody I knew from when I was growing up. She was an older lady, and it was very sad. But um, oh. one member of the family said, because obviously only the immediate family can, uh, only the immediate family can be there, that they were going to. Um, I can't think what the word is, like live stream it on Zoom. So I huh. thought well, it's respectful to watch and uh, to be able to uh, to be able to show my respects to this woman. Yeah. And uh, coincidentally, my parents must have logged on just before I did. So my parents were the box on top of the actual box on my screen showing the funeral. And um, like Gogglebox was born out of the idea of reaction videos. You know, people used to put uh, film themselves and put it on YouTube watching a film and you wouldn't see the film. You would just see like their reactions. And that, that's what led to Gogglebox. And this was like that because basically I was watching my parents who live in a different country watching the same funeral that I'm watching. And I could just see their reactions because we were all muted, like the look on their face, whose uh, uh-huh. eulogy they thought was interesting. When my mum got a bit wow. bored, started texting someone on her phone she did it of course because I think she forgot that we can see them it's not just you watching (laughs) it was just really really funny um very entertaining one day that's going to be material I thought to myself maybe I'll give that is a hundred percent material It was really just watching their faces throughout, and and my dad remembering to kind of do sympathetic side nods, and uh, my mum texting. Oh, sorry. Yes, honey. But I need the toilet. So uh, it's poo time, gang. It's poo time. Don't forget the toilet roll rations. <laughs> you want to watch my phone? Yeah. Do you want to say hello? That's there's hello. 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 She can't see them, but. They're there. <laughs> they are there, yes. Are you going to be able to wipe today? <laughs> right. Can you not come back in, please? Because mummy's doing very important work. Thank you. This, Sorry this, about that. This, this is becoming a feature of the podcast, by the way. I think it's um it's interesting because I'm I'm also Orthodox Jewish, but I'm I'm not as observant, I think, as as you from the sounds of things. But um it's interesting how the different faiths are coping with this because obviously our faith is completely steeped in tradition and to, to to have to adapt to that using technology has been really interesting. I'm fascinated by it. And I um my dad actually contacted me today and he's ordered me a Seder box for Passover. Oh yeah, so it's gonna come brilliant. through the door. I'm gonna get a chick in through the door and some some bits of bits of egg and whatnot. Matzo. So I can do it on my own at home. And and you know what? It's it's Obviously, one of the rules of Passover is you can't use technology. Um, sorry, of the Sabbath is you can't use technology. Mm-hmm. But um, it's been really interesting to see. Um, I've, I've been watching some online um, Sabbath services, actually. And it's been, 
I, I'm kind of I find it reassuring I don't think it's got anything to do with the specific religion but I think because it's been such a part of your life I think there's that sort of turning towards things that are comforting right now so I was going to yeah. ask about what what you guys are finding particularly comforting at the moment whether it's faith or watching comedy programs that you love what what, what are your home comforts right now so um uh, obviously I'm um, the muslim in the in the team here now uh, <laughs> representing representing the muslims they have they have there hasn't been an ele- official election but zoom has decided that I <laughs> shall represent all muslims for today um but yeah so uh, obviously ramadan's going to start um and I'm I'm not really you know I'm obviously I'm a very lax muslim but ramadan is something that we do as a family normally come together um which is obviously we fast between the hours of sunrise and sunset um obviously lots in common with vampires uh, Muslims <laughs> uh, and um but yeah so we 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 have the and you kind of open your fast like you start start the fast in the morning um you wake up and you'll eat together so that's kind of really I've quite enjoyed that like waking up early even if I don't actually do the fast but you'll eat together and then you'll break the fast in the evening and what I, I you know what has been kind of fun about that aspect together as a family so you, everybody cooks together we'll have a massive feast and it's literally like the pizza hut buffet cart you know when you get the salad bar and you see how much can you pile on and it's like like, how much can we eat before we have to stop eating and it's like this (laughs) pile of which really defeats the object why we do Ramadan what what the reason for but that I mean really what in its essence is just the fact that we're coming together as a family um and you know irrespective of which kind of uh you know if you're orthodox or you know practicing it's just something that you know these traditions they do um kind of like bring us together how do we do that virtually that's going to be interesting because obviously for muslims they're not going to be able to pray um, on a friday i generally think that asian people are not really getting this because we're all about the hugs and stuff as well you know three hugs and from and and i'm like i don't think i ever want to touch any human ever again (laughs) any more i'm pretty sure my ocd (laughs) is already like at its at its its, uh, you know maximum right now i still won't be convinced that it's completely gone so i don't no no more handshaking no more hugging and, and no definitely no tongues Right, no time. Oh. I'm not saying that's a traditional Muslim way to greet each other. By the way, there are there's no time. But I'm just saying, you know, with, I might have to stay single forevermore. But all these like kind of things that we used to do, I am missing a hug. If I'm absolutely honest, I, I am missing hugging my son, hugging my mum, hugging my friends. I am quite a tactile person. I do miss that. But it's it's um it's going to be interesting how religiously whether it's cultural stuff or whether it's um just traditions in your own family how are we going to maneuver them around you know in the next few months how do we do without that physical contact um obviously you know you've got your daughter with you that's fine you, you, you can hug her and squeeze her in that's going to be lovely you've got your husband and that's great you've got your kids at home but for us who are sort of in solitary confinement it's quite um that's going to be the most challenging part um to not just or maybe I'll go the other way. When this is over, maybe I'll just start, you know, I don't know, dry humping people. I don't know. I'm just going to be, maybe I'm going to go the opposite way completely and just be holding on to everything. Just hold me, hold me. <laughs> it's an hair. interesting, you know what though? It's funny because when you think about dating again, and actually this is going to change the landscape of dating too, it's just, it's going to Jane Austen us up. You know, we're going to kind of go out there and it's going to be a very, I think things are going to be, it's either going to go one or two ways. You're right. It's either going to be dry humping or straight to humping on that first date out of pure desperation and yeah. lack of physical touch. Yeah. Yeah. Or 
getting actually this something quite lovely in the fact that this is kind of prolonging courtship now. Mm. You can't have one night stands. You can't you can't hide behind just being attractive or or do you know what I mean? Like if you're if you're young and attractive, yeah. you can't just kind of use that. That's not going to be your go-to. That's not going to get you a relationship now. You've well, got to have something more substantial. There might be a lot of catfishing though, if everything's online. True, true. That's always a risk, isn't it? Or you might be chatting to someone for months and you like develop this amazing friendship and then when you meet, there's just no... I don't know, it might be the opposite because normally catfishing is like someone who's like, uh, you know, who's not that attractive but drop-dead gorgeous photos being put up. Well, we've gone the reverse. So we probably started off looking okay, but by the end of this, you know, it's kind of we're all going to be looking minging because my grey roots are looking awful. You know, I haven't had my, I haven't bleached my moustache, I haven't, I haven't threaded my eyebrows. You know, so I, it's actually going to be reverse. I'll probably look all right at the beginning of our dates, maybe online dating, and then towards the end of it, I'll just be like this monster, this hairy big wildebeest monster. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I, think I think there's think a market for that. Don't worry, there's a market. There is a market. I did. I did go into a bit of a, a, a meltdown yesterday about haircuts, and uh, my husband was getting a bit worried because being in our age group, you know, if the old hair gets a bit too long, if you're a 65 year old man, you look a bit wild and woolly. And uh, I said it might be his opportunity to have a, you know, a cool ponytail. He looked horrified. So I think I might, I might have to get the <laughs> kitchen scissors. Call in. No, I'm not sure they definitely are. I'm not. not sure. No, I was teasing because there is. My husband works in the music industry. There's an awful lot of 65 year old men with um, thinning hair and ponytails unfortunately um so i don't want him to be one of those so i'll have to get the kitchen scissors out i guess if we'd known we would have all had those trims we would have had all had our eyebrows done you know we'd have had we would have done all this so if i'd know if I, there was any warning maybe I, maybe there was a warning or maybe i didn't heed it i didn't <laughs> i never thought i wasn't gonna have to have i wasn't gonna have a hairdresser for the next six up to six no, months isn't no. it? Yeah. woman posted so asking if anyone could recommend someone who could come and do her nails um even during this time because it's very important to her and she knows some people would disapprove but if anyone could recommend someone who's still happy to come to their house and uh do nails so she, there was a bit of a pile on i'll be honest what are you girls what are you not prepared to give up is there anything in particular you're not prepared to give oh. up hey Cake. Hate or cake? Cake. <laughs> cake. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm not going to hate, but it gives me a lot of material. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I don't really have um, a beauty regime at all, really. <laughs> I cut my hair when it gets inconvenient. And I'm really about that. You and cut I, a little doorway so you can get <laughs> your head through. Just around my eyes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I otherwise I look like Cousin It. But also because my hair's covered anyway when I'm out and about, so don't really care about that. Um, I wear makeup because I'm on stage, but the rest of the time I don't wear any anyway. And I'm quite, I'd rather have 10 more minutes in the morning than put mascara on for anyone who isn't paying me money. Um, so, yeah, that stuff doesn't really bother me. But what I found is I'm, I use, do loads of walking. So although like, I'm, not a, I'm not a slim lady, but I've always been quite fit. And the last two weeks, I feel like I've just sat on my bum and I've felt really grim. So I'm starting to, I tried to do the Joe Wicks PE workout. I don't know if you're doing that with your little girl. Um, yes, I'm, doing I, it every day. I yeah. mean, I nearly died. It was it's tough stuff. <laughs> 
so uh, I've changed now and I'm doing um, a different one with my 25 year olds. We, we just started yesterday. So now I can't move my legs. But I'm good. By the end of this, I'm going to be honestly, I'm going to be hench as anything. I think I'm going to be <laughs> fit and strong and, you know, raring to go. What was the character in Terminator? Is it Linda? You know, played by Yes. That's that's what I see at the end of this. We're all going to be like her and just like going out and maybe with a machine gun. I feel like I need a gun, actually. (laughs) Also, the Mad Max clothes. Like, are we not going to get to wear them? (laughs) Apparently, in America, they have all been going and buying guns because they're all, yeah, they're they're preparing for the real apocalypse that's going to happen there. So, would that be with their daily allowance walk then that they get that done? Is that that what it is? Because when are they buying this? Staying indoors. Stay indoors. (laughs) (laughs) I am just going for my regular walk to the gun shop. (laughs) I'm already doing a list of people to kind of curse, kill, or, you know, Oh, Mary. <laughs> it's, it's that's on your now. It's on your list of survival tips, is it? Yeah, my survival <laughs> tips, yeah. There are some brilliant films. I mean, like, I'd recommend watching things like um, uh, Battle Royale and uh, what's that one with Katniss? Uh, it's gone out of my head. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the, the Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Yes. The Breakfast yeah. Club, all these films. They just get you ready for that thing of being able to fight your way through. Totally up for it. Someone was saying to me, you should really get this car map. I'm like, oh, I got too fucking stressed to download that on my phone. Do you know what I mean? I can't I can't sit down for five minutes and try and be calm. I mean I've got shit to do. So it's gonna take five minutes to delete all your clever little uh, family vignettes that you've been filming to put on Twitter to get calm <laughs> on your phone. <laughs> exactly. I like to play Farticus on my own. Um, which is normally a game for Christmas, you know, Sprout and Juice Farticus. But, you know, and I just like every now and again, it's, oh, it's me. Oh, I'm Farticus. And then no one's no laughing. But, you know, uh, it's it kind of keeps me entertained. <laughs> and do you find that your sense of humour has actually changed at the moment and things that you previously found funny, you can't tolerate? I can't watch Friends. I can't watch anything that's like people with, you know, no respect for social distancing, hugging and mm-hmm. hanging out and eating food. I know. And and I actually watch Gardener's World. I've been watching Gardener's World and I find that amusing. I think it's great. There's, the banter's fantastic. Do you know, a lot of people have commented on that. Um, I've seen on some of the comedy forums people moaning about how easy it is to get a laugh on Gardener's World compared to like, comedy <laughs> shows. There's a lot of bitterness out and about, I think, at the moment. But it's, I mean, isn't watching Gardener's Do you live in a flat or have you got a garden? Because I imagine... I have, I have a garden. Right. So... I think watching Gardener's World, if you didn't have one, that would feel a bit... <laughs> That's comedy right there, really, isn't it? At the moment, that would be quite hard. Yeah. But the garden centres are all going to um, shrivel up and die because no one's going to be able to buy plants and things anymore. They were announced that on the news, that yeah. garden centres are really going to suffer. Jobs for actors, yes. Jobs for actors. Yes. Well, garden centres... Yes, because they're saying at the moment they need, they desperately need um, people to come and like pick fruit and vegetables and stuff. The weather's going to get a bit nicer. In fact, one of the best jobs I ever did was pick fruit. And if someone's willing to pay you like pretty good money for it, I think that's a great job. So I I worked in a vineyard. I've I've been a did you? Yeah. So uh, and I liked it. It was nice, but the weather was warmer because it wasn't here. So (laughs) I don't know if it'd be as fun to do that like in. 
anywhere in England. I think the brilliant fruit pricking because I was, I was, I used to be such a great. Um, we used to go scrumping as kids, so I think that probably has given me. I probably could have used that in the interview, couldn't I? Look, I, I used to be a great kid scrumper, scrumping with the neighbours, and I used to be able to run yes. really fast. You know, fast, run fast away from them. Therefore, I can be a good fruit picker. Um, but obviously, we've we the fruit pickers. We haven't got fruit pickers because we've got sent all the immigrants away. We don't mm. want the immigrants, and they're all caught the same yeah. age and age. So it's a shame. So uh, uh, I might reclaim that now as a, as a, as a kind of Rachel and I. We're immigrants. We can do this. <laughs> we, <laughs> we can do this. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, sorry. Update update on the news is actually they're going to fly some immigrants in. So that's a fruit to pick the fruit. Right. They're actually <laughs> chartering planes now because no. no one no one in this country will do it i haven't been asked, oh i've only just found that out we could have told them ages ago oh my god so they're flying in you could have saved the world yeah wow wow that's there amazing i just I like the irony of it um that there, there's a plan to maybe get people uh to take on some of these plants like to almost to be like oh. plant clusterers. so oh, you pay yeah. 10 pounds to the garden center and they with their gloved hands dump uh x amount of seedlings and cuttings on your front got you know front doorstep or whatever and oh, then brilliant. at least they're not going to waste you then you cultivate them the best that you can i mean in this house they die anyway but the theory i think is very nice yeah um i don't i mean i don't know it's not like real adoption um i don't know if you have to give them back again not like real adoption uh but i don't know the end of it i just had read something about it before uh, i came on here so i'll have to investigate it further and let you know some plus points here you know you could the opportunity to bond with a stranger in plant form is is mm. great what a plus point <laughs> oh my goodness i've got Take a vision of Sajila drawing a face on a melon that she's growing in the garden and talking to it oh yeah that's <laughs> totally me that, that would that would totally be me that would i'm, I'm already taught i already talked to things in the house before this happened I was already just talking, oh, so what we got to eat today, talking to the fridge as I open it. And I talked to myself, and there's only one friend who's come around and said, you do know you talk to yourself? And I said, oh, do I? And hadn't noticed, but, you know, uh, so that's why I'm okay, because I already was doing that. I was really <laughs> chatting to, to uh, you know, innate uh, objects. But going back to what you were saying about, um, you know, being funny and stuff, and I know we touched on it yesterday, mm. but comedians – um, I don't know about you, Rachel. Have you seen this on your timeline? Not, not literally all of them moaning that they might not be funny at the end of this, right? They might not be funny. And I'm like, really? I don't care if I die on my ass. I, I just want to get on a stage. I mm-hmm. don't care. We'll just learn the game again when we come back. But the the I'm kind of over the bleating of the, okay, this is going to sound terrible and they're all going to hate me and no one will speak to me again afterwards. But like, it's a lot of bleating on about, um, you know, kind of not being able to perform the thing. Yes, of course, but we're all in the same boat. Everyone's kind of lost mm-hmm. everything at the same time. So we've just got to find a way through it instead of looking at this kind of, which I think is the same argument we're probably having even before this where people, oh, I can't get so-and-so good gig to book me or so-and-so can't do this. Well, find your own route, find your own way. You know, mm-hmm. surely that's the whole thing. It's just like, it's just, it's just a new challenge. You've got to find your way around it. I'm not sure I've discovered what mine is yet, but I'm not going to sit there sort of wallowing in self-pity thinking this is the end and how we're going to survive. We're just going to find a way to get around this to, you know, kind of not see comedy just as a, we go on stage, we do our bit, we get off, you get money. And then if the club closed down, then that's it. Everything shuts down. Yeah. There's, there's other ways to, you know, um, to look at this. And, and the whole circuits, I think, will change completely. Either 
we'll go back and audiences will be so desperate, desperate to see us back on stage. And don't they've, they've had enough of watching stuff on TV. So then we, the circuit club comedians, will come into our own. Um, or that they actually have got used to Joe Blog public posting funny <laughs> things about their family <laughs> lives and, and we become redundant but either way we're going to have to adapt we are going to have to change and work around what what changes occur in on you know in the comedy world I mean what I've and been I- seeing is people talking about how um the minute the barriers lift it, the big names the famous names will all get all the work that there is understandably because people will be desperate to see the new thing from x who they love and then the people who are let's say the the middle level comedians you know people maybe like me who get paid work but they're not big headliners at we anyway weekend clubs is a story for me uh, for another time about you know because of sabbath and whatnot but um you know so those people who are jobbing comedians who earn their living from comedy but aren't famous um are going to be the ones who really struggle to find work because all the famous comedians won't have all the millions of TV shows and radio shows they'll be doing before. So they'll be doing the uh, club circuit again. That's what except, I've seen people it, discussing. Except that as a, the, the, the big, there won't be the big bucks out there anymore that, you know, yeah, that people have been true. suffering and they, and will those big names take a pay cut and, and work for less money what needs to happen is everyone needs to take a little bit of a, a pause. I feel like we're only however many days into this and we don't even know what this is yet or how to refer to it. We all kind of need to take a bit of a pause because I feel like going back to what you were saying about the comedians, don't worry, you use the generic term. and <laughs> No one will know who you're talking about. But I get that the comedians on social media are all complaining and saying putting these ideas out there oh there won't be any work all the people will all the big names will take all the work da, 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 da. you know yesterday in the Boris Vision report they're saying okay we don't even know how long this is going to last for we can't put a shape to this a size to this so how on earth anyone would be able to predict how the comedy market's going to pan out when we can't even figure yeah, out if we're yeah. going to be able to leave yeah. our houses in six months time I think I get it. I think it's a group of people who have their own anxieties and they're letting it spread out there. And and social media is a fantastic hotbed for spreading anxiety and that kind of, you know, feel like you've kind of one-upmanship and everything. And actually what we need to be doing now is looking to ourselves, our families, making sure everything's straight in our heads. Mm. Um, There's there's an enormous pressure to be creative. Um, We had a chat with two comedians yesterday and one was saying – you know, she wasn't quite sure what to do next. She feels like she should be creating content. And the other was saying, well, she's creating so much that she's actually given herself a little bit of a rod for her own back. So um, there's clearly, it's it's managing managing our own expectations right now of, of where we should be in all of this. It's just like, it's too soon. It feels like it's just too soon to... to to get into that like Lynn you mentioned to be in a level playing field and I think that's that is a positive out of this because there are people who are great at doing stuff online and always have been but they've flown below the radar a bit and they're also great in person but you know they haven't had those opportunities so now hopefully some of those people will get opportunities because they're producing content they've been doing it all along and now it will be noticeable so that's that I think is a great thing 
maybe it's the fact that now it is a free-for-all and it is a level playing field is what's making really, people really scared mm. because yeah, it's like who's yeah, gonna come yeah. who's gonna come around the corner and come up with something really hilarious a new could even be a new um platform for comedy you know we're we're doing this chat now on on a podcast but we're able to see each other technology is our friend right now and I think um if you're a savvy comedian and you you can find new ways to get your content out there like Lynn you were saying about the the comedy award where they're doing clever stuff yeah. with the video and passing yeah, the popcorn I mean great that's fantastic why why shouldn't it be an opportunity for innovation but that does make people worried because it's yeah who's if I got to watch my back is someone going to come along and when, when this all ends, will I still have my place? That's the part I've never actually ever got, even when things were normal. It's like, mm. you know, I've got to watch my back. I'll buy people. You know, it's like the, the, there is, it's, it's, you know, if somebody doesn't book you, stop bleating on about it. Just go and find something else to do. And that's something I've got that. It's just find your own way. Find, do your own thing. And that's always been, you know, I don't, I think, I, I just don't think we should get worked up about stuff like that. You're absolutely right. We are in a position where we don't know I mean, I'm still in shock, and I'm sure that most of the country is, most of the world is right now. So we've never had this ever in our lifetime, this pandemic on a global kind of level. And I'm, I just don't feel funny. You know, it's like, you know, you know, you asked me to do the Bible. I was thinking, well, actually, I'm a Schrodinger's comedian at the moment because I'm funny and dying on my ass at the same time on my own in solitary confinement. You know, I've got no idea what, 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 because I don't feel, I don't know what, what it is because I'm still settling in with this new new reality that we've um now have to accept that this is the new way of being and so all these other things are by the by however it is it is exciting because i think perhaps we needed some sort of kind of something to happen to you know people are going oh the circuit's dying blah 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 well maybe maybe it's completely dead and we've got something else that's going to come out of this it doesn't it doesn't matter what it is and we've all got to find it in our own way stop worrying about what so-and-so is doing and so-and-so is not doing you know just focus on your own journey and your own sort of survival really with with what we have I mean quite frankly I'm just I just don't want to get this because I'm not sure my body will take it so that's that's my priority right now um and you know being funny is kind of here or neither here or there it's just you find the funny situations in this uh, this new reality that we've got I mean I don't know about you but I every day I do find stuff hilarious um, or, you know, something I might have read, someone said something, someone's dealing with something. I've just had to use the toilet roll, you know, the the, the thing at the bottom because I've run out of toilet roll. I'm not, you know, whatever it is, it's just like you're finding your own kind of um, funny bits to keep you going through what is quite a challenging time. And I think that's that's the priority right now, just to get through this. Mm. And fuck yeah, I think you summed that up. <laughs> that is fantastic. You've absolutely summed it up. And I think, you know, you've hit the nail on the head. We are all still in a state of shock. And I think yeah. I think that is absolutely it. And I think it's time that we kind of put that out there in the universe and, and just accept that that's where we're at. Um, and it's been really lovely talking to you about it. It's been fantastic. Thank you so much, girls. And uh, I just wanted to ask you one more thing before we go, though. Um let's let's end on an absolute high what would be your dream comedy gig after this is all over what 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 are you hoping for what's the what's the dream um I'd, i think i'd be happy with anything some you know manky bottom of a bar somewhere just a chance to be in a room with people and be entertaining and feel like i've still got that um spark somewhere would be amazing i've i've spent 
all last week thinking that in the morning there was going to be announcement that uh, well done everybody the simulation is now finished we've learned a lot from this experience so, uh, you know we can all go back to normal when the army and the NHS have we'll have a nice chat and work out what we, should we ever have a pandemic so I think I think just um feeling that I can entertain more than my kids would uh, that would do it for me um uh, can I tell you what mine would be? Oh, please, then, uh, because because yeah. I speak for I think I speak for a, a nation of funny women. I would like the biggest fuck off funny women gig with all of the women that have done really really well in in the competition. So you know, Catherine Ryan and Zoe Lyons and Bridget Christie and Susan Cowman and. Kerry Godleyman and Rachel Krieger and Sajila Kershey. Uh, I'd like to do the re- a really big, massive charity benefit night so that I can pay everybody back, um, not even financially, but just so we can all have a really great celebration that we've got through it. That would be my, yeah, no, that would be my be dream. Uh, yeah, absolutely, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Funny Women Survival Guide and I have been your host, Alexis Strum. Thank you so much to Rachel Krieger and Sajila Kershey who unfortunately dropped off at the end there, perhaps to do a spot of reverse catfishing of her own. Who knows? <laughs> Hope you're right, Sajila. Um, and thanks, of course, to Lynn. And do check out funnywomen.com for more information about the awards and all the other activities they've got going on. If you want to find out more about me, go to thetimeialmost.com, which I will update now with pictures of me in pandemic sweatpants. Please subscribe, lick, like, love, share this podcast. Stay funny and stay safe.